Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hello, Ashley. How are you doing today? Girl, stranger danger. It has been too long. <laughs> I know. Two whole weeks. And it feels like forever. It's good a to see you. A lot has happened in those two weeks, let me tell you. Girl, guess- a lot happens in one day, okay? <laughs> like Very true. Two weeks these days. Very true. But I am super excited about today's episode. We are doing a special Mother's Day episode. Yes. With our moms. Yes. Hey, moms. Hi, moms. How are you? (laughs) So we have Mama B, who is my mom. Hi, mom. Hello, Delora. (laughs) And Mama K. Hi, Mama K. Hello, Delora and Ashley. (laughs) And Mama. And Mama B. Oh my goodness, I can't believe our moms are here. They are our inspiration. Yes. Um, like they help foster our love for pop culture. So this Absolutely. is kind of amazing. And I'm really excited to hear their inputs on um, today's recap. But first, let's get into our hot topics. Ooh, All right. So after 17 years... <laughs> I never thought in a million years that I would say this again, but Benifer has been dominating the media cycle. Yes. Okay. I love that you put that number out there because that does sound crazy when you put that number out there. Insanity. Okay. So I am referring to Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, the same Jennifer Lopez who just broke off her engagement to Ellie Girl. <laughs> Literally two weeks ago. I said, anyway. has, is all his stuff even out the house yet? I mean, Lord. <laughs> so, <laughs> to give any Gen Zers who have no idea how dynamic this relationship is, okay? Benifer, okay? Hottest couple, one of the hottest couples in the early 2000s, along with like Brad and Jen, of course, and Will and Jada, you know, the list right they were engaged in 2002 this was uh they got together shortly after her marriage to chris chris judd chris judd they postponed their wedding in 2003 and by january 2004 it was officially over okay and again for gen zers if you want to know how hot they are just go to jennifer lopez jenny from the blog music video mm-hmm. it, it'll it's the Don't best eat food butter rocks that i got i'm still i'm still jenny from the block everyone were you surprised when you heard this news uh we'll let the moms go first i'm seeing uh mama k on my screen first my mama what were your thoughts on this reunion well 
Uh, Jennifer seems like she always has to be with a man, so I'm not surprised that she's with someone already, right? She's never single. She's never alone. Uh, that it's Ben Affleck, I, I'm a little surprised um, that he was the one, but I mean, I'm happy for him. I mean, I say, do you. Do you, boo Very true. Very true. What about you, Mama B? Oh, <laughs> you know what? She cannot be single for two seconds. And, uh, one thing I can say is that I think she kind of uses these guys to move on to the next one. Because you know the turn, you know, what had happened was. So <laughs> what had happened to <laughs> was, was Ben. And it's always the next guy is what had happened <laughs> was. Yeah. Um, Delora, I definitely first thought was that Irreplaceable should have been a J-Lo song, right? Because you must not know about me. You must not know about me. I can have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. Like J-Lo. Literally. You did not waste (laughs) not a day. I heard that A-Rock was at your house one day. Ben was at your house house the next day. Y'all going on this week-long vacation. Girl, they said that Alex was shocked. I mean, I would be too. Again, is all your stuff even out the house yet, sir? Like, I, for, no. for it to be Ben, I was surprised. But then again, Delora, we had just talked about him giving the glowing uh, remarks yes. about Jennifer Lopez. So the seeds, yes. he was sowing those seeds for sure. Now, am I happy for them? Sure. I mean, if you want to run that back and see if something can mm-hmm. happen with that man, y'all are both single. Sure. Uh, you tried this with Mark Anthony. It did not necessarily work out for the long call, but yes. you know, you never know. And I feel like this is a relationship we never had, even as fans, a resolution on because we never had any information about what happened between them. And she always Very said this true. was like her first big heartbreak. So yes, yes, yes. So I am going to I'm going to go back in the past. This is like one of the first moments in pop culture where I looked at my mom like she was an oracle. Okay, so <laughs> mind you, I was in high school. Um, at the time and of course they were the hottest couple on on front of all the magazines right yeah um and I remember we we were watching ET because that was our show back in the day and my mom was like they're not gonna marry they're not gonna make it to the wedding and I was like what are you talking about this is Ben and Jen (laughs) you know pink diamond everything when I tell you they were like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez postponed their wedding. I was like, oh my gosh. Mama called it. <laughs> she called it. Well, I'm coming. So I do have one more question for the for the group here. Are they going to make it? Or well, is this simply a rebound? Well, Mama oh. B already said no. You want to elaborate? Uh, I'm so sorry. No, it is, uh, it is, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to laugh. Uh, No, they will not. Uh, It was just a way for her to have an excuse to get out of her marriage that she was, I knew she was not going to marry A-Rod either. So no, I, there's no hope. Uh, She's Jenny, she loses focus and she has uh ADD when it comes to men I'm sorry (laughs) well you were right the first time so I have no need to argue with you this time what about you mom uh I think they'll just have fun for a while I agree with mama B I think they're gonna have fun for a while and when Jennifer gets bored with him she's gonna move on to the next guy 
That's right. That reminds me of a runaway bride, right? If you yes. to engaged to her, you need to like rush her to the altar and. <laughs> I almost well, who's wonder who's going to be her Richard Gear. Who's going to be her true. Richard Gear? Yes. I, I was going to say that's with a good that, point. Mom. I wonder if she changes with every man because one of my theories for many years was that she always dated a man that was going to help her career in some way, especially in the beginning, right? So this sounds very awful, but this is this this is my um, you know awful opinion. Diddy music, Ben acting, uh, Mark Anthony, Latin America. These men help her elevate her yeah. star. I, honestly, mm-hmm. we talk about this with the Kardashians, but I feel like J-Lo was one of the first people I noticed that trend with. So You feel like J-Lo wrote the script and they just following <laughs> along. You know what? I think that Jennifer's True. at a point now in her career where she has it all and she's done it all. Yeah, so he might have a chance. I mean, he might, <laughs> he might have a chance. With that well, especially, on his back. especially if she sees him as like possibly kind of the one that got away. Because very true. You know, mom, me, and you talked about this separately on a phone call this week. As in, you know, it seems like possibly Jennifer let all of her other relationships go herself. Like she was the one who kind of broke those things off. Is this the one guy that broke up with her? And if that's the case, what power is there in that dynamic? You know, right. No, he didn't break up with her. (laughs) She has total power over these guys. She has has something. Yes, she does. A thing. Something. Mama B, I love how strong you are in these opinions, girl. I'm loving it. (laughs) All right. All right. So we're going to go into our second hot topic. The Ellen DeGeneres show is coming to an end in 2022 in its 19th season did you see this coming yeah she should have just ended it like two weeks from now (laughs) wow (laughs) wow mama b i'm telling you strong mama b knows what she knows okay i'm not mad at you at all it's over i'm sorry it's just over all right mama k I mean, I thought it was over when all the controversy had come out about the things yeah. that happened in her yes. business and stuff. I thought that was the end of it then. So I think she okay. tried to ride it a little bit longer and she's going to try to go out when she wants to go out versus being pushed out. But I'm not a big fan of Ellen's anyway. Um, I've never really followed her. But like ever, ever? No. Really? Because I, no, I think a lot of that, a lot of what she did, she copied from Oprah Winfrey. So I Ooh. think that that's what she did. She cloned and a lot of her ideas. Oprah's and how the she goat, though. Huh? I said Oprah's the goat. Like, she's exactly. the template, you know? Exactly. So what about you, Ashley? Then I'm going to have the, the difference in opinion in this topic because I love Ellen um, as a I show. As a I show. I have been watching oh. Ellen now for years. And it just, the show just brings me joy. I mean, there's really no other way for me to put it. I love the games they play. I love the mm-hmm. way that she does certain interviews and brings out information to certain people <laughs> in her very Ellen way. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to miss it. I mean, do I think that it's time though? Yes, I think it's time. I know when she signed her renewal three years ago, mm-hmm. uh, it was then she was teeter-tottering. And she said uh, in the interview that uh, Dolores 
where you sent me that she was considering ending it in season 16. So, I mean, the mm -hmm. fact that she's gone six more years and again, to you guys point about the controversy, I mean, that had to be really difficult for someone who has this image of kindness and happiness yeah. and all this stuff. So her ratings have gone down, uh, unfortunately. So I just don't see a reason to not go ahead and end it. I watched a show today where she actually made the announcement. Oprah was on to mom's point talking to her about, you know, what it was like when she decided to end her talk show. And I just think, you know, she's going to end at a point where, you know, it's, it's, it's right. It feels right. Even to the audience. I think, what about you, Delora? Since you all love her, can you tell me how you felt then when you heard about the things that happened behind the scenes in her show and everything? Excellent question, Mama K. Uh, I mean, I was very disappointed for sure. Um, I didn't know at first how much truth there was to what Ellen knew about it because mm -hmm. of the fact that I think there are certain things that can go on behind the scenes that maybe the head of it is not aware of, but that's no excuse. And I think that Ellen needed to take responsibility for the fact that she is the leader of that show no matter what. And so everything trickles down from her. So I was disappointed. I'm glad that things have been rectified to some extent, um, mm -hmm. but it did not diminish Steel when the show finally did come back, my enjoyment, I guess I'll say. I just wanted the people behind the scenes to not be tr mistreated. So that's how I felt about it. What about you guys? All right. Oh, I just like to ahead. add just really fast is that I watched Ellen for years and it was definitely a point of joy for me for, for many years. It's just that the reason why I said that she should have, you know, ended it sooner is because you can feel her sadness. You can, uh, you know, it yeah. was palpable, for, you know, to me. And so once I she knew She said that, it was devastating, that the controversy yeah. devastated her. So that's a great point. You can tell, you can tell that, and that's why I'm like, okay, just go ahead and let it go, because it's supposed to be something that's supposed to be uplifting us, and I'm feeling her sadness and thinking about what she could be upset about, so it wasn't as fun for me anymore. So I have a couple of points. So <laughs> to Mama Kay's point about her copying Oprah, I agree. I felt like, okay, so... For anyone who knows me, I love Oprah, right? And so much so that in college, I used to make sure I didn't have classes around four o'clock <laughs> so I can watch her show, okay? And, and you've, so, met, you've met Miss Oprah I Winfrey. Have missed, oh. I have met Miss O, yes. And so wow. I'm jealous. So jealous. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You both did. Mom, we got to step up our game. We got to step it up. Dang. Give us your secret how you met her. <laughs> Oh, uh, she had her tour. She had her. She had her tour. The Life You Want tour. You know that was her first tour. Cause she, she since have she's done another one. But when it came to Oprah, the one thing I loved about Oprah, she had the fun shows, the my favorite thing shows, and then she had the serious shows. The one thing that I loved about Ellen is that she took all the fun shows from Oprah and, and just kept it that way. And then they got serious, but only on, you know, helping people out. And so in that way, that sh the show was able to stay much brighter, you know, happier. I mean, I remember the first Oprah show, favorite thing show was the first show oh. I learned what happy tears were and I have yes. to say with Ellen's show I, I got a lot of happy tears you know yes. from that show. now yeah. that last segment of each episode I'm like oh I moved <laughs> <laughs> and then one thing I have noticed to your point mama b was the fact that since she's uh, come back from the toxic work uh drama 
she does not say be kind to one another at the end at yep. all. Yes, she so changed it. That was yes. something that was notable. And, and then when I mm-hmm. found out that she did have this toxic work environment, and to Ashley's point, when you're the head, your name is on the door. You need to know what's going on in your organization because that is your that's your responsibility. Yep. I have heard these rumors before it went live. Mm-hmm. Um, one one of my other favorite pop culture uh, podcasts was a bunch of like industry insiders, like writer, comedy writers and things like that. Mm-hmm. They would always make very slide comments about Ellen DeGeneres. And, and to be fair, yes, can someone, can comedians aren't on all the time, right? right? However, she did not have a very good reputation about her. And more recently, her ex, NH has been throwing all types of shade at Ellen recently mm-hmm. on TikTok. Yes, oh, wow. because, um, th- th- okay, so... They have this thing where these stars look back on their looks and say what their thoughts were, whether it was a bad moment or not. Mm-hmm. She got to this one moment where she was next to Ellen and she looked frumpy and she said, oh, I wore that because my ex didn't like me dressing sexy. So like little little comments like that makes it seem like Ellen's very serious. She's very controlling in relationships. And because people make jokes about Portia, like she wants out every once in a while. <laughs> So, yeah. So the, you hear these slight comments, and when it all came to light, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay. So this is this this may be actually true, <laughs> you know." But I actually don't like more recently, and this is my last point. Have you seen her interview with Savannah Guthrie, or just the highlights of it? Mm-hmm. So it just came out today. She's claiming that she she felt like it was a targeted attack, and she mm-hmm. felt like she felt misogyny was like behind it or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I'm like, Ellen, it looks like you're not taking accountability for your actions here, you know? And I think to to your point about that too, she mentioned in the article you sent me that it's a good thing she didn't speak out on it immediately because she was very angry and defensive. And I don't think that would have played well because, and the reason why I deep side just a minute ago is because we don't know these people. These are celebrities. We can only ever speculate, but I want to genuinely believe that Ellen is a good person based on her you know, rapport and character and what she's always shown us, but I can't vouch for Ellen. So, you know, we're not friends, we're not family. So I can only just sit back as an audience member and take in what she gives me as an entertainer. Right. And keep it moving. Because at the end of the day good at what she does. Exactly. Even if she's an awful person off this off stage on camera, she is on. <laughs> yeah. And it also, I mean, so the point about the misogyny, that's interesting because I do feel like, and I'm sure we all as women can speak to this, that men can get away with a lot more yeah. in terms of their behavior than women can without being heavily criticized you know so I can understand that point but again Ellen let's keep it above board baby because I don't (laughs) think that would have helped your case (laughs) all right Ashley does anyone have anything else to say on these hot topics all right with that being said it's time for the recap all right Delora Mama K Mama B let's get into it (laughs) Our recap for today is The Photograph. This film dropped in theaters on Valentine's Day 2020, which 
was still there was some level of normalcy still at that time. I'm like, people went to the movie theater still yes. in Feb 2020. I had which a is birthday crazy. party. In yeah, 2020. crazy <laughs> given everything else that happened, right? But the oh. film is now currently available to watch on HBO. It has a runtime mm-hmm. of a little over an hour and 45 minutes. So, mm-hmm. quick summary as usual: a picture from her late mother's past sends a young woman on a search for answers and into mm-hmm. an unexpected love affair. This film was written and directed by my girl, Stella McGee. If you don't know about her, you better learn about her. Um, (laughs) The cast of this film, the Issa Rae stars as Mae Morton. Lakeith Stanfield stars as Michael Block. Shantae Adams is Christina. Alain Noel, which I had to go back and watch a video of Insecure Wind Down to figure out how to pronounce this man's name, so I hope I got it right, is Isaac Jefferson past version. Mm-hmm. Kelvin Harrison Jr. is Andy Morrison. Side note, Delora, remember after the high note, we said we've never seen him in anything else? Yeah! This came out before the high note. And he's also in that new movie called Monster that's new yes. to Netflix. So, There's another yeah. movie he's into that I saw on Hulu that I haven't watched where he's the adoptee of a white family, but they're like trying to per se that like he's not who he seems so I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll make that may be a hidden gem at some point anyway <laughs> um let's move on little rail is Kyle this is actually a reunion between Lakeith yes. and little rail yes, from get out but they never had a scene together in that never. film yes. so this Ooh, is really another, good uh, go ahead oh, I'm so sorry another Jordan Peele connection his wife that's right. Yes, 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 yes. She is. She is the editor. Chelsea is his editor, Lakeith's editor in this film. Um, mm-hmm. We have Tiana Parrish, a.k.a. Monica Rambo, as through. Asia. That's a, a, a throwback to our WandaVision, WandaVision. recap. <laughs> if you guys haven't checked it out, please be sure to. We have Jasmine Cephas Jones as Rachel Miller. Fun fact for all you Hamilton fans, I know you're familiar. Peggy. But this is also the daughter of one of the actors from This Is Us, Randall's birth father. This is his real life daughter. So the fiance of Anthony Ramos. Yes, who was also in Hamilton. He's also going to be in a new upcoming. Is it a musical he's going to be in? The Heights. Yeah, I think that's an adaptation of Lynn Wells first Broadway musical. I think that's going to be good. Be on the lookout for that, kids. We also have Rob Morgan as Isaac Jefferson present. We have the Courtney B. Vance as Lewis Morton. We have Marcia Stephanie Blake as Violet Eames. We have Chelsea Peretti, again, as Sarah Rogers. And we have Wakima Hollis as Denise. All right, let's, let's hear these reviews, ladies. These reviews were actually better than I imagined. So Same. Rotten Tomatoes, seven. <laughs> 74% critic score, 81% audience score. And I think for the first time in our recap history, Google users is also 81%. So that's 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 a little different. Usually uh, the Google users are a little kinder than Rotten they Tomatoes. But true. I've given other people's opinions. It is now time for ours. I will start with you, Mama B. Give us your grade for the photograph. Okay, you know, I would give it a B plus. Okay. Or maybe an A minus. Give us a little context. Because of of the humanity of it, I really felt 
these characters. I really felt the story. I feel like uh, that story was something that, you know, most people can relate to, you know, because, I mean, you know, having to do with meeting someone early on and if you're at that moment in time where it's like, you know, I could take it or leave it, but then, you, but then, you know, you'd like to be very sure about it, but, but you're not sure what the other person's thinking. So, you know, it's just one of those, you know, it's, it's kind of how, you know, things happen, you know, relationships and just trying to find that connection with someone. I mm-hmm. felt like it was relatable in that aspect. And as far as um, I'm just going to just leave it right there. I love that, though, the humanity of it. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mama K, my mom, what you thinking? I gave it an A plus. Okay. Okay. I'm a a romantic. Ashley will attest to that, right? Yes. Yes. I I loved it. I loved the actors. I loved the storyline. I loved how it is with the new relationship in that, you know, you're all in all of each other. I love that he fell hard before she did. Mm, yeah. I just yes. loved everything about the movie. Um, I've watched it several times and each time I watch it, I enjoy it just as much as I did the first time. Okay. Right. Come through ladies being the prize and falling back while your man is the one falling for you. I love <laughs> it. Delora, give us your grade. All right. My grade is a B minus. Okay. So I enjoyed the film to mama b's point i love the humanity of it it gave me uh sylvie's love vibes if yes. you know what I mean, in terms of the pacing in terms of like the musical vibe the music was amazing right and Ooh, just yeah. the themes of like you know um cross- yes mom al green yes <laughs> in, in some ways cross star-crossed lovers in terms of their ambition right there's a cro- they're at a crossroads and and then the poor communication that follows when it comes to communication, um, man. When it comes to like my mom was mentioning, you know, uh, new love, like what to do. But back to what Mama mm-hmm. K said, I did love the love of it. Mm-hmm. I loved how Lakeith looked at Issa. But what I will say is the reason why it's also getting a B minus for me is because of Lakeith. So here's the deal. <laughs> He's a very odd man. He's very odd. And so much so that he gets into weird things on the internet. And so I can't enjoy his acting as much as I would like to because Mm. of who he is outside of his films. He is a phenomenal actor. Yes. But him as as I him as a love interest is 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 a little hard for me. Just a little bit. Him and Judas and the Black Messiah, Messiah, I can get into that. You know, I don't have to look at him as a leading man in, in a romantic sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's understandable. Again, that's a that's a fair point to be made about a lot of actors and actresses, right? If their work starts being overshadowed by yeah. their personal antics, then yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. it can be hard to separate. So mm-hmm. great point, Delora. Last but not least, my grade is a B. Uh, I gave it a B, solid B, because for me, the May Michael love story was not the most gripping for me. It would have been the Christina Isaac love story that I think would have really, really reeled me in. And I felt the same about Crazy Stupid Love with the fact that I would have Mm. rather had the Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone love story as the main one. It's just something to be said for chemistry. And it wasn't as strong for me in this as I would have liked, but I still thoroughly enjoyed 
getting right. to know these characters and following along with them on this journey and especially the element of bridging those generational familial issues yes. that this story mm. really speaks to you know what i mean and seeing how christina was influenced by her mother right which then influences mm. may and you know it was just it was just a lot to unpack and i think as black mm. women again we can relate so much to sometimes the things that we go through that are unique to our experiences so enjoyed it from that perspective i will say that it was also strange to see daniel from insecure in this role and i'm gonna elaborate more on that later for our audience because we have not gotten to our spoiler alert yet but it was a little strange for all of you insecure fans out there <laughs> ashley do you want to elaborate a little bit more why we chose this one for our mother's day special yes well you go ahead and elaborate delora because you picked the photograph so so tell us <laughs> tell us your thought process for this film it was pretty simple. I, I thought since we were hosting our moms uh, in this episode, we should highlight a film that showed the mother-daughter dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, and, and granted, it, it was interesting considering we didn't really get a chance to see them face-to-face, -face, but, you know, it was giving me Yaya sister uh no 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 sisterhood of the traveling pants no no the other one with the older women um what was it called I'm, I'm with you but i can't remember it either it's like yeah i know what yeah. you're talking about though mother daughter <laughs> dynamics um um was definitely a core storyline and anyway i just say that to say um that, that that was the reason why we chose it and yeah and we wanted we wanted a film that was um more recent and mm -hmm. then we always try to highlight uh, black stories and this one is written and directed and starring and so you black know black excellence across the across board. The board exactly you took the words right out of my mouth ashley and uh, we're, I'll go ahead and give our spoiler alert. I will say, thankfully, that our relationships do not mirror that of the mother-daughter relationships no, in the film. Um, so I think that that's <laughs> thankfully a wonderful thing. But I agree that um, this mother-daughter element and story was, was very unique and one that I was also happy to share and talk to our moms mm -hmm. about. So again, audience, spoiler alert, we're about to get into the good, good, as I always say, and start talking about the film itself. Self. So okay. we have two interwoven love stories really being right. told in this film, right? It's one mm -hmm. in the past with Christina mm -hmm. and then the other in the present involving her daughter, May. So I feel like the opening scene of the film really sets a tone because we have mm -hmm. that one-on-one -on -one interview with Christina from back mm -hmm. in 1989. She's being asked mm -hmm. by someone off camera to discuss what it is she loves about the current city she's living in, which is New right. York, and missing about her previous home of Louisiana. And she mm -hmm. mentions she likes her work and being a mom, right. but that she wishes she was as good at love as right. she was yeah. at working. Yeah. Yes, and that yeah. she wishes she didn't leave people behind so often, right? So right. you can tell there's an internal struggle she's having just even mm -hmm. during this interview. So really sets yeah. a tone for us. Mm -hmm. So in the present, we meet Michael, right. a journalist at the Republic 
in New York City. He is writing mm -hmm. an article on the impacts of Katrina and the oil spill on Point Lahatch, mm -hmm. Louisiana. Side note, ladies, it took my this last time I watched this to understand what the original article was supposed to be about. I don't think Dang. I picked that up on any of my time. previous viewings. Yeah, I even mm -hmm. put my subtitles on because I'm like, what is he saying? What is he it talking about? It was very quick and brief. Yeah, I thought it was, it started out as him going to literally just interview Isaac for some reason, but I never understood so mm -hmm. it's supposed to be you know again trying to um have isaac be a point of contact to talk about um the things that are going on in devastating louisiana he interviews Ooh. isaac at his home and encounters the work and photography of christina who we met at the beginning mm -hmm. of the film isaac mentions that christina left 30 years prior for new mm -hmm. york city and that they lost contact mm -hmm. we also meet may in the present mm -hmm. christina's daughter she also lives in New York and picks up some personal effects of her mother's in a lockbox, which includes mm -hmm. two letters, ladies. Mm -hmm. One is for May to read first, and the mm -hmm. other is for her father. Of note, there is no name no on name. that envelope for her daddy, okay? And that is per her mother's note to her. Michael sets up a meeting with May to discuss her mother's work, and we learn during that initial meet-cute as we call it, that Christina has died unexpectedly. She hadn't told anyone that she was battling cancer. Insane. May is currently working as assistant curator at the Queens Museum. Seems like there's an immediate attraction that forms between May and Michael. Y'all caught those looks. Y'all caught that vibe right off the top. I couldn't tell, though, if it was based off of their mutual commitment issues that they kind of spoke to a little bit or perhaps in spite of those issues. But ladies, we have to talk about your thoughts and your impressions to start this film. So, Delora, let's start with you first. So, same to your point, it really took me watching it again to really understand what the goal was right mm -hmm. and it seemed like he was writing an article on all the things he said the bp oil spill <laughs> katrina and then you know the effects in in their community i was like oh that's a big article you know um so it's about louisiana got it yes, <laughs> yes, <know>? yes. <laughs> and um and and i really did like the opening as well with as understanding her mom right away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. uh, just like, I wish I was as good as love as I, I, I am as at working. And so. And that's deep. That's, that's a deep, deep line to, to set yeah. us up with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and like you, like you mentioned also the me cute, I really did enjoy the chemistry they had for each other, but you know, side note, uh, connecting over trauma is not ideal. Not when at it all. Comes to healthy relationships. Not at all. That's why I said I couldn't tell if it was because of it or in spite of it. We, I guess, as the audience, are supposed to be the judge, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, but great points, Delora. Uh, Mama Kay, what are you thinking to start this film? Um, I thought it was came off to a good start. Um, one of the things I would have liked to have known was what Christina's relationship was with her mother. You know how she became the person that she was, right? They didn't really talk about it except for her mother, you know, pushing her out the door and, you know, having her move on with her life when she was ill herself. That's the point of the movie that I would have liked to have probably had them expand on a little bit more. Okay. I mean, I enjoyed the opening. I enjoyed the relationship between, you know, Christina and, you know, her lover and stuff like that. And uh, I enjoyed it. Okay. What about you, Mama mm -hmm. B? 
Well, you know, right off the bat, I could tell that the movie was going to be about uh, regret. And a lot of times <clears throat> with parents... Yes, you know, themes, Mama B. Great theme. Regrets. Yeah. Yes. Regrets. Yeah. And a lot of time with parents, you know, or people that are older, they spend so much time thinking, oh, I don't want you to fall into the same trap I fell into. You know, that, you know, that that they're so busy looking for that that they may not see, you know, this person's um, you know, their child's uh, you know, what their dreams are. And I feel like that her mom um you could tell from the interview that they had with her early on and she was gorgeous beautiful yes uh, she was i noted that too that actually yes, was very she beautiful was. yeah absolutely uh, uh amazing uh young woman and she was very brave because it's like look you're gonna leave new orleans to go to new york so i admired that about her and but her mom gave her that you know you know <laughs> her mom to me it kind of like kicked her out of the nest mm-hmm. so you know she 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 went on she went on to that from there but she already had um one of those things about her that she wanted to do more than you know what they were doing around town which i don't blame her yeah and we're gonna definitely dive into that um but I, I appreciate the thoughts so far the, you know, Delora, the talking about the, the shared trauma mom mm-hmm. talking about wanting to know more and learn more about, again, the generational familial dynamics and mama B to your point, you know, just about overall that expression of, of regret as being a central theme of this film, because we hear uh, from a couple of characters, that mm-hmm. idea and feeling of regret. Right. So mm-hmm. let's dive in. Um, I know they kind of jump back and forth in the film in terms of past and present, but let's just, break them up so we can talk about them fully so we'll talk about christina's story first which throughout the film may is also experiencing along with us because she's reading about it in that letter that her mother left for her but for christina's story we travel back to louisiana beginning in 1984 and she's in a relationship with her lover as i believe mom called it isaac Uh, A relationship that her own mom, though, makes pretty clear she does not approve of. She does not think that he will ever be anything. His daddy wasn't nothing. He's never going to be anything. So it sets up an interesting um, context between mother and daughter in the sense of it seems like Christina is trying to navigate that disapproval and even saying, oh, well, Isaac's just a friend, right? But we can tell that it's more. She says at the beginning she's in love with this man. So Mm -hmm. where does that leave her relationship um Isaac felt though he mentions that she saw him as more than he was but he blamed his ego for why he couldn't make their relationship work he mentioned he didn't know how to be with the woman he had to keep up with and that he should have gone after her when like she left <laughs> girl <laughs> I appreciate the fact that he is able to speak to those feelings, though, that he's able to say himself that that was something he should have, you know, done differently. Right. Again, talking about regret, Mama B. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. You know what? I can say, you know, honestly, she knew her mom was right about that. Maybe not in, in, in the rude way that her mom put it, but in the way that, you know, she knew he wasn't going anywhere and she wanted to go somewhere. She wanted to do more than, you know, even before her mom pretty much kind of like kicked her out. I think she knew that he was that guy that, you know, it was going to have to, they were going to have to part ways because of the fact that, 
she wanted to go do something more and he never even wanted to just go. She's like, well, let's just go, you know, I guess to town or something and dance. It's in New Orleans, yeah. In New Orleans, I mean, that's nowhere. That's the same state. And he didn't even want to do that. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted to spend the evening on the boat looking at the stars. Yes. Exactly. That's yeah. a great point that, because we, you, you talk about Christina wanting to do more and yeah. You can tell also that her mother does not even agree with her career choice, right? She's like, that's, you can't just spend your time going around and taking pictures. You need to make some money. So not only does it seem like she's not agreeing with her relationship, she's like, what are you doing with your life and your career? And to your point, she kicked her out because she said, you know, I think it's time for you to find your own place. You're getting too old to live with me. So let's talk about the relationship between her and her mother at this point in time. So Mama B, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on Christina? his relationship with her mom I you know I think that the, the mother-daughter relationship was I think her mom was wanting her to hurry up and come to reality of you know look if you are going to be making some money doing this you better find out fast if it's going to actually work <laughs> <laughs> you know so I think you know I think she kind of did it uh, first I thought it was pretty cold-blooded I was like oh that's cold yeah. however then I thought to myself the other way I'm like okay, her mom's thinking, hey, you know, I'm not going to be around forever. So if this is what, you know, you need to find out right now, those wings work, mm. you know, and mm. then by the way, and then by the way, if you do want to fly, you know, you want to be an eagle and the guy you're dating is a chicken. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, what about you, Mama Kay? I think as much as her mother, you know, was saying she wasn't really doing anything with her life by taking pictures and she was in this relationship that wasn't going to go anywhere. I think her mother still felt that she had a lot in her and she could really do something with her life and that she was pushing her. I agree with Mama B. I felt (laughs) that she was kind of hard when she told her, hey, you need to start looking for a place and kind of kicked her out. But I just Mm -hmm. thought her mother knew that she had something bigger that she can do and better with her life. As far as her and Isaac, I was kind of back and forth on that. I think about even like now today where, you know, you have men who are intimidated by women who are, you know, make more money than them, more successful than them. I mean, the love that they had lasted to the day that both of them died, right? They had that, you know, love for each other, that, you know, undying love for each other. So I, um, I I, would have, I don't know. I, I think that had Isaac, old Isaac realized what he knew when he got older if he knew that when he was younger I think he would have took, taken that risk and he would have gone to New York and what would have happened there I think she would have pushed him to become a better man is what I think could have happened mm. I think that's a great point too because I think Isaac could not see himself as clearly possibly as Christina saw him and that he undervalued his own self and what he was capable of and we didn't necessarily hear that elaborated on but I think just for him saying that Christina saw him for more than what he was it's like you can be an incredible dynamic human being with all your gifts as well this is not the extent of who you are just because this is the path that was set out for you so I think that's a great point Delora what about you her mom was so hard to read for me like when when we first meet her she has some man in the back I'm surprised <laughs> he wasn't naked asking her if he wanted if she wanted some breakfast or something That's it was what. a baby boy moment for me I'm like who is this man but you know I was thinking how can you be hard on Christina when you got a man back there who 
Exactly. Exactly. Talking to you how he's talking to you. Exactly. Very exactly. true. Very true. And it and it to that point, Mama K, it might have been one of those things where it's like, do what I say, not what as I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And and that's probably why she was so hard on Isaac too, because it's like, don't end up in the same place I'm in right now, you know, with a guy who didn't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. but again, I felt like reading her mom was so difficult. And yeah. and then even so like Mama B and Mama K have been mentioning when she did kick her out, I still felt like it it stung both ways and or both times I've watched it because honestly I couldn't gauge how old she was like again reminds me of so yes people, yes they never people? said how old Christina was at that is time right where you're 20s? saying it's time for you to leave like is it you know it sounds like it looked like summer break but it's Louisiana so who knows it you know it might that's not a have great been. point Delora so yeah it was unclear to me so I, I feel like I wish I had more to say about the relationship mm-hmm. because in some ways I can't even like can we say that Christina's flight situation is based off of not having a close relationship with her mom like I don't know I, I just feel like I needed more yeah I think that's, a, again, a great point about not knowing Christina's age, but also to all of you guys' points, I thought that it definitely seemed harsh. Again, maybe just because it's not my lived experience. I'm like, if my mom told me I had to get out the house, I would have been crushed. You know what Especially I mean? Especially with no notice. No, if you told me and no months, 30 days exactly yeah we had no context for anything else about their relationship besides these brief moments and so it's like is this just how you always are is it kind of a tough love situation are you going through something which we later find out my mom her mom was it just it just left me with kind of a sour taste in my mouth for her mom because again this is your seems like only child and I'm not getting an understanding of why you're being so hard on her to an extent with the way that at least you're communicating with her you know I think that even if that was your sentiment you could have delivered it in a different way so um can I say too that this point made me realize how appreciative I am of the fact that both um Michael and Issa's character of May have very interesting jobs because again we talk about that ability to spread your wings and have a career I love that both of them had these bomb jobs I mean curating at a museum being a reporter a journalist at this great um, newspaper or magazine in New York like they both were able to kind of spread their wings career-wise in a way that maybe their parents had to struggle with a little bit That's more than true. they did I mean, so if you think about Isaac alone his generation or at least his it might be generation and it could be his environment mm-hmm. but he didn't see more for himself outside of being third generation fisherman you exactly. know exactly exactly and, so, and as black people we know that there's been a struggle with opportunity and all these various things to elevate ourselves. So again, I appreciate the fact that even generationally in terms of potentially opportunity, they made it kind of a point to put that in there, at least the way that I can read it, what I take from it. Well, that's a great, that's an excellent point, Ashley. I I didn't even look at it that way. I looked at it from a, you know, me and Mama K have this in common, loving a good romance uh, movie. You have to have, uh, you have to be a magazine editor. You have to be 
um, a marketing exec. You know what I mean? These you got to have a job, bomb job. A lawyer. Yeah, you, know, you have to have a bomb job to be in a rom com. Look. And can we say Issa Ray brought it? Can we take a moment for Issa Ray and, yeah, and her love? Her hair color, by the way. This is the first exactly. time I've seen her with like this very vibrant, beautiful. Her skin, I mean, it, it was yeah. melanin and popping. Everything was on point. Melanin was popping. And then she had this burgundy trench coat that I'm like, where on this screen earth did you get that from? <laughs> I need it in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's move forward, ladies, to the trip to New Orleans that Mama B brought up. Isaac asked Christina to marry him on this trip, and it didn't seem like it was the first time. Um, she declined, but they still inevitably spent the night together. So again, just getting more context into their relationship and where they were uh, prior to you know, kind of getting back home and Christina and Isaac seeming like they're on totally different pages. They want very different things. She mentions not wanting her greatest accomplishment every day to be cooking his dinner. I felt that. In my whole <laughs> spirit. I felt that to the bone. In my whole spirit. Absolutely. And he, he mentions, though, it, heartbreakingly, one of my favorite lines in the film, he says that he never understood how to make her happy, right? Mm -hmm. So you can tell that he really does love her. It's not for a lack of love mm -hmm. or for a lack of wanting to put her in that role. He just does doesn't he? know. I think I think he does. Mm. We can debate it. We can discuss it. Give me your I'll thoughts, I'll wait till ladies. you bring that up. I'll wait till you bring it up, but... We, yeah. we we can talk about it now because I was going to say she wants to move to New York right. and Isaac says he can't see himself there. So Christina's like deuces. She literally right. hops a greyhound in the night, doesn't right. say a, a word to anyone. Mm -hmm. She ends up calling her friend Denise back home after three months after she lands a job as a photographer's assistant, finally gets a home and her uh, finally gets a phone. I said a home, a phone in her place. And we find out that, unfortunately, her mother has passed away. So Denise tells her she needs to come back home. But before we get there and, and talk about the circumstances once she goes back, ladies, did you feel that you weren't sure if Isaac loved her before she left? Let's talk about that a little bit. Oh, can I go? You know, Absolutely. I, I feel like um, Christina, Christina all along knew that, you know, they were, she did love him. However, she knew that they were not having the same uh, idea about what life was going to be like. I think, you know, you, we really can't blame him uh, for who he was. It's like you said, he was thinking about the three generations, the third generation and things of that nature. He would have been just fine where he was and she wouldn't have been. And right. I'm glad that he stayed where he was and I'm glad she went where she wanted to go, honestly. But mom, and, you know, do you think that he loved her? He did love her. He absolutely, he loved her very much, but he was just what he was. He was just a simple guy who was just going to be happy doing what he was doing and being where he was. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, neither one of them, I think, would have been comfortable in the other's world or what that they wanted their worlds to be and, and you know it's just one of those things where people seem to sometimes meet someone <clears throat> before they have evolved or you know mm, you know and yes so that's, and that's just what they, and sometimes you know it just it just it's just like a board of board you can't you know it's just like it's just not gonna make it 
And I think that's fair because I think it's fair to say that he was who he was as well. Like we can, we can sit here and say, well, he didn't, he didn't try enough or he didn't try hard enough, but what is wrong with Isaac and the life that maybe Isaac saw for himself? I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I just think Mm -hmm. she wasn't the woman to Mm -hmm. fit in that picture, you know, and Mm -hmm. that there's no shame in that. Mama K, my mama, what's going on? What do you think? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think he loved her dearly and I think she loved him dearly. But I just think that they wanted two different things in their lives, right? He was content with, you know, his past and everyone else, you know, that's come up behind me, his father. He didn't mind just living in the small city and doing the things that, you know, previous generations had done. And she was more adventurous. She knew that there was more to life than just that, you know, small town and the things that happened there. So I think for sure they loved each other, but they just had different ideas of what they wanted with their lives. I think she left in the middle of the night because she couldn't stand to say goodbye, right? She wouldn't yes. face him to be able to say that she was leaving. Yes. So she didn't want to go through that. So that's why she just hopped on the bus in the middle of the night and left and mm-hmm. did what she knew was going to make her happy. And that comes up later that Christina is not good with goodbyes. Delora, you seem to be the one that questioned this love. What are you thinking? Oh, I have to elaborate once we get to the kicker here. Okay. All right. All right. So again, Christina's mother, we find out has unfortunately passed away. So Denise is like, listen, you need to come home. So Christina mentions at the funeral that she feels that her mother to our earlier point asked her to leave because she knew she was sick and she didn't want her to see her weak. So ladies, is this why Christina didn't tell anyone, including her own daughter, that she herself was sick? Was she continuing her own mother's example? Whoever wants Her to start. Her mother's bad example. Goodness yeah. gracious. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That is, mm-hmm. granted, again, they're from the South. They're from, a, her mom was of a particular generation. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean we got to repeat these things in, in today's world, okay? Because that's just too much to mm-hmm. just not know your parents. That is, it, as, as a child, I would feel robbed of the opportunity mm-hmm. to make the most... Yeah. With the time I have with my parents. Now, don't get me wrong. Life is absolutely fragile. We have learned that more than anything this past year, right? Mm -hmm. Living in the world of Corona, right? COVID-19 in particular. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, if you got some information, just let me know. Yeah. And, and it speaks to, I think, the relationships that both of them had with their moms, both May with Christina and Christina with her mother, that there was a sense of loss and a lack of feeling loved because of those decisions, right? So great point. Mama B, Mama K, anything to add at this point about, you know, that, that idea of her continuing her mother's example? You know what, I, I, I think... Um... She continued it because she didn't know anything else to do. She had no, no, no one had ever taught her. I thought that I think even the husband that she ended up marrying, that could have been just something out of uh, necessity or, okay, I'm I'm with somebody. But I don't think she really was that attached emotionally. I hate to say that. I think she loved in a place that was kind of unsure. She was so unsure about everything. And uh, I, I don't think she ever felt confident enough to think that, okay, if I say it, am I going to say it right? Which I know, I think that's why she ended up writing the letters in the mm-hmm. end. She didn't know how to express it, you know. It's such a great it's point, like, too, because like, you, go ahead, yeah. Delore. I was going to say, that's a great point because she, 
you to the point of her being unsure she only fully loved the things that she can control not to say she didn't love her daughter but i feel like she knew that she can control another person and that probably that probably manifests itself in as fear and so mm. it was like better keep it to myself but not understanding the damage it does to the other person right <laughs> I just think it's such a good point to say, how do you know how to love differently than what you've ever been shown, right? That takes different uh, resources and acknowledgements and uh, self-reflection than I think a lot of people necessarily have. Community. Community. She she was a lone island and, you know, a lot of bad ideas can fester when when you're by yourself and you can't talk it out. Yeah. What about you, mom? I mean, I, at least she, and I think at least she understood that about herself. She didn't know how to do anything differently, but at least she understood that she was, you know, she loved her work more than she loved anything else. And she wished that she could, True. you know, care about people, love people and show them that she loved them. I mean, I thought it was sad that May didn't even feel that her mother loved her. Yes. Oh. And so Which... I just thought that that was just like heartbreaking to me. That Absolutely. Um, Which will definitely be getting to more when we get to May's journey. But very, very well said. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get to Dolores' point about this love for uh, Isaac and May because it's a double whammy for Christina when she returns for this funeral. Not only is her mother deceased now, but Denise tells her Isaac has gotten married. And to all people, Ashley Prentice, the woman yes. Christina mentioned to him earlier, she knew had her eye on Isaac. Ladies, yeah. it had only been three months. Exactly. I couldn't understand that part. How can you, if you really loved her the way you said you loved her? I mean, I'd see if you were even in a relationship, right? But for you to go as far as to actually get married to someone in three months' time. Mm-hmm devastating 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 i wasn't surprised at all that he would get married so quickly because that's what he did that was his view that was his world view is to be married and it's like okay he knew that they you know she was never going to be coming back and it's like look this is the this is around he was ready to be married when he asked christina Mm. And so in his worldview, this is just the time you get married. I'm, I'm at that age, hey, and she's not coming back. And here is option two. I, I wonder mean, if it's also such a knee-jerk reaction to that level of rejection because the love of your life and your mind left without a word and your knee-jerk reaction possibly, and I know sometimes men aren't as expressive, but you know he was absolutely devastated by that being the way that she went about the situation. And you have this other woman probably who shows you such extreme interest. And Mm -hmm. I've seen this happen in real life to where if you get heartbroken and rejected by one person, you definitely gravitate towards someone who shows you just a huge amount of interest and love, right? Because you need to feel back up in that way in terms of your sense of self, in terms of your self-worth, all Mm -hmm. of those things. So, you know, I, I was devastated for her, but I had an understanding at least of where probably Isaac was coming from. Delora, though, this is your, this is your moment, girl. Talk to us. I'm sorry, before Delora jumps in there, though, but of all people for him to marry, 
Ashley Princess. I felt the stab of the blade in my face. And she had to be an Ashley. How dare you, (laughs) ma'am? She wasn't a Karen. That's all I can say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) First of all, mom, good point. Darn it. Darn it. (laughs) You're you're a black Karen, though, mom. You know, you're you're different. But go ahead. Go ahead, Delora. So... Honestly, I'm going to elaborate on what my mom said, Mama B, because, mm-hmm. okay, yes, I truly believe he loved her. I absolutely do. But the reason why I was being sarcastic when I asked, did he really? Because, again, he married this woman in three months. Yeah. And so to my mom's point, what Isaac wanted was a wife. That's it. What? And when I say that, he wanted a wife. He wanted his idea of a wife. And that's somebody who's going to be home cooking his meals, having his babies, cleaning the house. Now, he fell in love with Christina. But Christina was not going to break into that mold. And good for her. However, I just, I'm just, I was done when I found out it was the Ashley girl. And she had (laughs) called her, called him out on her previously. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's almost like get up to the end of the movie, but when you look at Isaac's regrets later on, mm-hmm. does that make you feel differently? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, no, because <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an excellent question. But again, to Ashley's point, also, you know, it's the self-awareness, but that comes with age. And then, you know, even what he says um, as an older man, he was like, "Don't get old, because you just you're left with your regrets." And I'm yeah. just like, "Oh, less felt that, less sir. people to talk to, more time to spend Oof. thinking about everything." He doesn't uh, recommend aging, so mm-hmm. that was a great I- point. One thing I do want to, I want to point out when it comes to people, you know, Isaac, is that maybe he married that young lady because he didn't want, he didn't, maybe he didn't want to take the chance on falling in love with anybody else. So he just married the wife, a wife. That's interesting. I will, I guess I should say at this point too, Isaac in his tapes uh, that he did his interview with Michael does elaborate on why he made that decision in the film, which is he basically Mm -hmm. says that at that point he felt like he would have not been able to satisfy Christina and that he did not want to disappoint her. Like he felt that if he had gone after her at that time, he would have been setting himself up for failure. So just settle for what and who he really was versus, I guess, in that case, trying to <sighs> I'm like, sir, you can't move forward and where, try where's more. Your ambition? Where's your confidence? Where is it? Yeah. yeah. It seems like they both were in empty marriages though. Yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> They, they, had, they married, they had some uh, spouse, but were they really happy? Did they really have an enjoyable life? It doesn't sound like it. They I mean, this is, this is the notebook and knowing Allie married those others, right? That's kind of how I look at their love story is that instead mm-hmm. of knowing Allie coming back to each other in the notebook, they married those other people that they were literally just passing the time with. And that's unfortunate even for those other people because you never want to be someone's mm-hmm. consolation prize, you know? And I'm sure, I wonder if mm-hmm. Ashley ever felt that because she had she had to have a little bit to know ma'am i was just with this other woman who i loved and i'm now settling for you i think she had to have shots fired christina's husband knew that 
Yeah, he, she didn't he really love him. So I think that Isaacs did too. I mean, I don't think it was any mm. She didn't care. Did, did y'all hear what I said though? No, I didn't hear you. I said Jen Gardner. For Jen, for Ben Affleck, oh. Oh. shots fired. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely love her, but you yes. cannot tell me she's not in her kitchen right now pontificating. Did, was he holding a candle for J-Lo this whole time after three babies, after me taking care of his addictions? Oh, right. I, you know? I don't, I can't speculate on that. I think Jennifer Garner is such a dynamic individual. Me and mom yes, loved love Alias to the before back in the day. And she gave up a good portion of her career for this man, by the way. Yes, and, and her tip top physique. Let's not forget, Jen Garner used to be, woof. She was an action star. Adi, Adi, Adi out here. Okay. Yes. Let's, let me not get sidetracked. Let me keep going. All around. No, no, no. You're no, fine. It's great for the sake of conversation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's move forward to kind of my last note about Christina before we turn our attention to May. Christina returns one more time to Louisiana in 1988, this time with a young May by her side to sell her mother's house. Isaac comes by this time and decides oh. to give them a ride to the bus station. I have in my note so much is left unsaid in this yeah, car ride you know i just so feel like much. so much like are we adults can we not can i not ask some questions i guess not mm -hmm. um but in the biggest thing left unsaid obviously is may's paternity <laughs> nobody said a word nobody asked any questions so off we go actually i'm go gonna ahead. jump in go ahead. when he said i wasn't brave enough to ask I'm just like, I. where are your balls? Excuse me, moms. I'm sorry. But I am just like, where's your... I mm -hmm. can't, I can't, sir. I can't. Again, mm -hmm. you talk about the Sylvie's Love callback and guys go check out that recap. You had listened to it. This whole thing of people putting their significant other's feelings over the well-being of that child. Of a child. Pisses me off because who are y'all to decide that this child did not deserve to have her father in her life for all of these years who are you to decide that you may be her mother but you are a mere vessel for this <laughs> child's life you are not the conduit <laughs> not a vessel a vessel <laughs> mm -hmm. you are a guide for this child mm -hmm. okay i just need i need i need i need him i don't know i just the the just the Lack of communication just drove me insane. I'm sorry. It was very mm -hmm. upsetting. Just as upsetting as I mentioned when we did Sylvie's Love, but at mm -hmm. least that child found out who her daddy was by age, what, four, five? <laughs> but you know, that's how people were. I mean, I, you know, he, <laughs> he was old school. Old school does not talk emotion. And Mama B, that is a, whoo, that that's is a great point. point. A lot of stuff unsaid. A Ooh, lot. Too much. Too much. Too much. All right. I may, I may be old school, but I'm just going to tell it like it is. <laughs> All right. Let's turn to May. Let's turn on to May. So when we get back to kind of May's story, she's in a conversation with her non-bio dad, as I'll call Courtney B. Vance. Uh, we, hear more, we hear more about the dynamics between Christina and May, because again, mm -hmm. we talked about this. May did not feel loved or seen by her mother. She talks about wanting her attention, never getting it. She worries that she's mm -hmm. just like her mother, including her numerous flaws. Yeah. But what Courtney B. Vance's character says to her is, 
is at some point you're going to have to forgive her and realize she was just a woman with flaws. Mm. And I think especially Oof. as an, a now mm. adult, I think the older I get, the more forgiveness and insight I have into the idea that when you're a child, you do idolize your parents in a way that when you get older, right. you do see their humanity. And I think mm -hmm. that's a valuable lesson to it's get from this story. It's an extremely valuable lesson, mm -hmm. as well as the environment uh, uh, at that time um, mm -hmm. to provide more context in some of the decisions that were made, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I honestly believe that her mom was so affected by what her mom did to her that yeah. she was forever preparing her daughter for the time when she would leave. And so uh, maybe she just didn't want to get that close because she knew at some point she, she's going to be like me. She's going to want to go, you know. That's, and, uh, that's something I didn't even think about. But again, those generational traumas, those generational um you know, behaviors definitely continue to trickle down. So great point, Mama B. And can I say, I love Courtney B. Vance. I always view him, like, <laughs> I view him and like Sterling K. Brown in like the same vein. Like Sterling K. is like my cousin. And then Courtney yes. B. Vance is like my forever uncle. Even though I don't know this man, he just seems like a good man. You know well, what I mean? Well, for me, he's always, he's always his character from The Preacher's Wife. I don't care what he does or what role he's ever in. Me and my mm -hmm. mom watch that literally at least once a year, usually probably around Christmas time he's always that man for me and I think to your point about Sterling K Brown Sterling is a little bit more emotive but again I think it's the generational difference because Sterling is good for that one tear that drops down that one eye and you're like Sterling I feel everything you're giving me all the emotions <laughs> oh and the reason why I call him my cousin because he's from St. Louis and my mom is originally from St. Louis so okay all right um I thought it was good that May had Courtney Vance in her life as a father because yes, I think yes. Gave and wisdom Thank you for that, to help her break Excellent. that cycle, Wait. right? And yeah. so she was going to start that generation of different, being different than what her mother was and what her grandmother was. So I thought that that was great dynamic. And he's able That's to talk to point, her mom. without the level of regret that I'm sure Isaac is probably going to be yeah. know, talking to and her. And it's also great that to, to Mama Kay's point that she still had a a father figure even if it was not yes. her father she did yes. not go her life without that so that is a great great point um mm -hmm. getting back to may's story michael to mama k's earlier point is so interested in may after that initial meeting he was already mentioning her on a visit to his brother's house okay uh based on the combo he had with his brother though it does with her from the moment he saw her yes he that was, was gazing at her in the movie theater <laughs> well that's what i was gonna say he um it doesn't sound like michael had the best relationship track record uh that's based right. on his combo with his brother he basically tells him hey take some time before you jump into a new situation but he doesn't listen and he does go to that film screening you're talking about at her museum he seeks mm -hmm. her out uh and their connection mm -hmm. continues as well as inevitably that of their plus ones i was like hey can I be a plus one and, and connect with someone amazing because of that? Where this is when does this happen? Okay, you know, Megan Mark got friends hooking her up with blind dates with, with princes. princes? Come on, yeah. come through. But see, I just had the thought that the even though he was going through women like that, my thought with Michael was just that he hadn't <laughs> found anyone who was the one, right? 
and you yes. you really liked. I mean, he just was with right. women to be with women, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's also and possibly about timing. You never know true. when the timing is right for you to be open to something too. So and I like how he put he put effort in it. You know what I mean? Yes. And that shows that he is actually interested. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I don't know anything about him personally or anything outside the movie. But I loved him. I loved how smitten he was with her, gazing mm-hmm. over at the movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved it all. It was very cute. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They end up, again, connecting, going on a date. And then uh, the effects of a hurricane bring them together even closer because they decide to spend time together connecting. I have in quotes. We won't go too deep into that. And even seeking refuge from a power outage due to the mm-hmm. storms at his brother's house for the night where May meets the Bam, okay. This Ooh. scene between May and his nieces about Tessa was hilarious. Can I meet yes. someone's nieces yes. straight off the bat and they give me the tea? Because yes. kids are hilarious. She yes. was like, don't oh, filter. He has the type. Yeah, exactly. How long has it been since you've seen Tessa? Like, kids will give you no filter the entire tea. Was this all moving too fast, though, at this point? Was my question. Because again, they've gone out on one date and now she's meeting his family what did you guys think about this for for, for me i thought when you when you meet that one you do feel uh, an instant familiarity with that person so Mm. i thought i thought that's what i thought about the you know (laughs) the humanity part of it it really can happen like that and i think she fit she fit right in and i think that's it just showed they (laughs) they belong together to me they belong together I'm here, Mariah Carey. We belong together in my head. <laughs> Mama Kay, what'd you think? Um, I did think it moved fast, but I think the circumstances and the weather and everything that was happening helped that to move it along, right? Um, they were going to get there eventually, but did it go fast? Yes, but again, I'm sorry. I'm not the one to keep asking because I loved it. Uh, <laughs> Delora. Kind of like these uh, COVID-19 relationships, right? Mm. Like you get stuck in the house and this, there's people who get married and have babies all in a year, you know? That is a great point. That <laughs> I blame it on Al Green. Al Green. <laughs> Al Green. <laughs> my, my mom was a lover of Al Green and oh, Marvin Gaye. Yes, too. Grandma. I think yeah. they bring out the love. It was, it was Al Green, that's what I'll say. He brought out that love. Al Green been bringing people together and making babies since 19-something-something. 70-something. So for me, though, I felt like they were just two grown folks who knew what they wanted. So I didn't actually have a problem this time around. That part. In other situations, I might. It just depends on the situation. It's a situational situation. (laughs) I got you. We got you. And I think the other thing is I wanted Michael, I would think Michael wanted his brother to see that he could be more than just, uh, you know, right guy who just jumps through a lot of women. And he was proud to be able to bring her to meet his right. brother. That's what I took, or that was. Oh, my that's point. a great point. Yeah. I can see that now. Yeah, I will say it moved fast for me in the way that I view like my own personal life. But I will say to you guys' point, when the vibe is there, the vibe is yes. there. And so why fight it? Delora, they are grown. We are grown out here in these streets. So <laughs> if, you know, if the mood strikes you and this like, is a person. I want to see you today. Exactly. I see you tomorrow. Like, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with being ex- expressive because a lot of people are very reserved in that way as to where oh. they want to protect themselves and not put themselves out there, especially in our generation of kind of more 
hookup culture. Play a um, lot of games. Yeah, I think it's important mm. that, you know, to if you do know what you want, you go ahead and go after it. So and my grandmother always said, don't save something for tomorrow when you can have it today. All and right, then- mama. Okay, Mama Kay. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt, baby. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So after finishing her mother's letter and realizing that Isaac is her birth father, let me say again, this is why the whole situation with who played this character, Daniel, was weird because all my Insecure fans, y'all know that was her love interest on Insecure. So that just got a little bit weird for me, but I digress. So May goes to his house in Louisiana to meet him. Again, this is our present day older Isaac, right? And deliver that other letter that her mother wrote along with the, unfortunately, the news of her passing. Because you could tell, like, you saw Isaac kind of suck in that breath when he found out Christina had died. He still was holding out some level of hope that they would somehow reunite and reconnect. Holding that candle. Yeah. So, so, you know, that had, they had, that he had to digest that information for sure. Uh, And this is the point that um, one of you guys brought up earlier where Isaac said he was too afraid to ask, I think it was you, Delora, if May was his when she came back to town that one time. And May responds that Christina thought it'd be easier for Isaac to not know. Again, I said this before, I will say it again. What about May? Why is it that you guys feel that this was your decision to make about what was in each other's best interest, but not what was in that child's best interest? Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So Michael decides to take a job with the Associated Press in London, of London. all places. He initially, av- yeah, he initially avoids telling May, but returns to Isaacs for another interview to kind of finish up his article. And May surprisingly is, is there because as we know, she's getting to know her father, but he has no idea. She's like, uh, I tried to call you and tell you, you answered the phone. So they end up picking things back up and Michael expresses wanting to try to really make this thing work. Okay, me plus you. Uh, but May doesn't agree with attempting. She said, long distance doesn't work. Let's just enjoy the now, the present. So again, it's interesting to my mom's point earlier again about he seemed like he was all in faster than May did. But I think because of what May has seen from her mother and her right. life experiences, it does make her more hesitant and a little more guarded. Is what I is what I took from that, um, mm-hmm. but we see May break down for the first time in this entire film. At the same time, we see a flashback of her mother crying after that final encounter she had with Isaac at the bus station. Her mother, in her letters, basically said, "Listen." I love you. I love you so much, but I loved you in the only way that I knew how. And that was through my work. That was through showing you what it meant for a woman to be more, for the arc of a woman's life to be more, right? It was never about not loving May, but to our points earlier, her mom only had the tools she had to show love, right? She had never been taught how to love differently. And so- I think it gave May a sense of closure and appreciation mm-hmm. for her mother in a way that she had not had before. Right. What did you guys think at this moment? For me, it was like her mom was showing her, you know, that, that for her, her mom's point of view was that she was loving May with an open hand. Like, you know, you're in my hand. I don't have you like this. Like I have my daughter. Like, ah, hold on. <laughs> but her mom... <laughs> Her mom had her, was holding her, but like with an open hand, like, 
you know, I'm leaving all this room for you to decide whether you want to stay or go or whatever. But along with that, she did have some some issues with, you know, learning how to express herself. But yeah. I still think that in the sense that, um, her, you know, her daughter would not have been a curator at a, at a um, at the museum had her mother not been so, you know, ambitious, you know, and courageous. Yes. And so, you know, that upward mobility or intergenerational mobility has a lot to do with, you know, that step up and the next generation and the next generation should be able to go further. Um, but uh, yeah, her mom was just, <laughs> she left her, oh, she left it open. She left it open for her to decide for herself. Yeah. Anything, Mama K or Delora, you want to add? Um, I mean, I was just going to say that um, her, her mother, you know, which we already talked about, loved her the best way she could, right? But I think she realized and she knew that she wasn't going to leave this earth without telling her daughter really how she felt and, you know, the fact that she did really love her. And so she did that in the best way she knew how, which is, you know, to leave her this letter in writing, to put in writing what she couldn't say verbally. Right. So I just thought that I thought that that was really a good thing that her mother did. I thought it was, you know, something to really leave with her daughter to take with her and help her to make her life better. Mm-hmm. And I think had she lived longer, she would have not, I mean, I think she would have gone even longer without even telling her daughter how she truly felt. So oh, I yeah. just think it was Possibly. a perfect way for her to communicate. Mm-hmm. So. Delora, anything before we get to our final closings? Excellent point by Mama Kay um, that I'm going to elaborate. I actually wrote this down. I said, I'm glad that she was able to offer me this letter. Yeah. Like, you know, for Mm -hmm. May to have gone so many years not Mm -hmm. feeling like her own mother loves her, loved her. I mean, that's, that's hard. And, you know, although again, I can't imagine the anger, the frustration of knowing that your mom was sick and just on, just died and like, oh yeah, by the way, here's, here's a letter I wrote. Yeah. But at least she had that tool, like you mentioned, Ashley, to be able to have this level of communication. But I mean, really, you're going to tell me who my daddy is in a letter after you're gone? Yeah. I mean, it's better than some folks get, which is that they never get that type of closure so I agree that it was something it wasn't everything but thankfully Mm -hmm. it was something and um back in New York when she returns from Louisiana her non-bio dad again as I'm calling him admits that he knew about Isaac right and he (laughs) he initially wanted to tell May but Christina asked him never to mention it for fear of confusing May and again making Isaac's life harder um Mm -hmm. but in the end we see, again, to our point about this closure, to our point about possibly, you know, having a better understanding of her mother, possibly mm-hmm. showing some level of forgiveness. She curates a show at her museum around her mother's work. You know, mm-hmm. I have, to me, it showed her acceptance mm-hmm. and forgiveness as well as her appreciation of her mother mm-hmm. in the highest form that she possibly could because her mm-hmm. mother's work meant everything to her. So mm-hmm. to do this type of thing is just such an expression of love. She also, in in the end, pops up in London with Kendrick Lamar tickets (laughs) for Michael and decides to finally put her heart on the line and give it a real shot with him. So we have some beautiful closure in this film, both in her relationship with her mother and also in her relationship with Michael. So ladies, it is time for our final thoughts on the photograph. I'm going to start with you, Mama. Mama Kay. 
I just thought it's a, it's a happy ending. Um, I was happy for May that she got the closure she needed that she could move on and have intimate relationships. I liked the fact that he was real sad without her and he was moping around in London. <laughs> um, I will say I had to get a tissue. I had to get a tissue. Really emotional and stuff, but I loved it. I love I love happy ending. So. Me too. Now you see where I get it from, Delora. Delora says it's so American of me, <laughs> but you see where I get it from. Gotta love a happy ending, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mama B, what about you? Uh, you know, for me, I thought about, you, you call him the non-bio dad. If Think about how ironic it is that he seemed to have known Christine better than anybody, and she wasn't, He and uh, he, for her, he was not the love of her life. How she could open up with someone that she 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 opened up to him more than anybody, and but that person was not maybe she, you know, she felt more secure because she wasn't that you know he the other guy was uh, the love of her life. I don't know. Hey, she didn't write a, a a letter about her love story with him, you know. <laughs> and the thing of it is, I think he was okay with the fact that that, that she was pretty much uh, emotionally elusive i think he came to terms with that and, and uh loved her anyway uh but uh, i'm so happy that that may decided that she was not going to uh walk in her mother's footsteps when it came yes. to you know uh, uh wait a lifetime to tell somebody how you feel about them and then maybe mm. not see them again yeah that's that's very well said uh from both of our mothers to wrap us up delora what about you you know piggyback backing off of what my mom said again i'm i'm happy that she found the courage to express how she felt and 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 with that having the courage to speak up and potentially experiencing um rejection you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but in that act you know going back to the theme she she doesn't have to live her life with regret right right I think you all, all, you all ladies have summed it up beautifully um, in terms of this film. I think talking it through gives me a greater appreciation than I probably did the first time that I watched mm-hmm. this film. And mm-hmm. um, again, I just appreciate the fact that we get so much in terms of, you know, bridging those generational issues, mother-daughter relationships, even the fact that both of those men seemingly forgave Christina and understood her, to me, was really an important element of the story as well. And again, like my mom I love love and a good rom-com and story so I'm happy that this couple is gonna try to make it work regardless of whether they you know go for the long haul that's not my concern because we're gonna try so (laughs) that is our recap of the photograph moms thank you so much for joining us for this we so appreciate it so excited to have you All right, Ashley, are you ready for our Hidden Gems? Absolutely. You want to go first? Sure. My Hidden Gems this week, I have two. And my first one is Good Trouble. So my love affair with Freeform shows continues. I know. (laughs) We share that. We share that. Yes. (laughs) We're going to have to talk the bold type, too, because they're about to be in their final season, which breaks my heart. But um, I I just, this was just one that I kept, like, I was watching Grownish. Me and my mom did a whole marathon on Grownish, and I kept seeing Good Trouble popping up. And I'm like, let me see what this show is all about. I didn't watch the fall. 
Fosters. No, and I didn't watch the Fosters. I didn't so either. I started I with Good Trouble. I didn't know much about these characters besides the fact that I seen them around in the Freeform universe. Love this show. Sucked mm. me in. I am now mm. caught up and ready for them to return from their mid-season <laughs> really? finale. Yes. I, I stopped in the middle of season two. I couldn't make it through. I loved it, but I will say that I started getting tired of the idea that they're trying to incorporate so much into that generation and of being open to all these various ways of how relationships can be and all that that it made so yes. many characters and relationships seem fickle yes. and so that bothered me but I'm yes. I will say that I am hooked so I'm ready to see what happens and now I have to go back and watch the fosters because you know I need context I need the whole girl history. that's a lot of seasons oh well I'm down I'm ready uh, Full circle <laughs> moment, executive producer, Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Ooh. All right. My second is Selena, the series on Netflix. Girl, can we leave J-Lo alone? I'm just uh, <laughs> we We obviously can't for this podcast, right? She's <laughs> popping up everywhere. So this, they just released their second part of this. Because remember, the first part dropped uh, last year. And so the second part dropped. I enjoyed the series because as much as I love the film and sorry, I still love the film more. Uh, I learned so much more about like her and her family and that I appreciate it because like Suzette and AB, they were kind of more just peripheral in the film. You get mm. so much more about them, their journeys, the family dynamic than you did in the movie. So I think it just adds a lot of context to the story. And I think if you're a Selena fan, you're going to dive into this just like I did. I still went down multiple Google rabbit holes and oh, I still, you know, I love Selena dreaming of you. I sang and cried at the end of the show the same way Always. I did for the movie like it's Always. just still such a relevant um story she's still this superstar and it still breaks my heart that she was cut down in her prime and the way that she was so go check Very out good. Selena the series if you haven't both parts are currently uh streaming on Netflix those are my hidden gems girl I'm done <laughs> yay well thank you Ashley so my hidden gems my first hidden gem is an oldie but goodie. I actually haven't restarted watching it, but somebody mentioned that they started it and they loved it. And I'm like, duh. And I'm talking about the show Happy Happy Endings. Yes. It was originally an ABC original sitcom. It's now available on Hulu. Uh, it ran from 2011 to, it says 2020. I don't know if they did a special. Oh, they might have did a special, but the original release is... April uh, 2011 to May 2013. I was going to say, because I don't remember them living that long at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at no. all. But the show is about uh, a dysfunctional group of 30, 30 something friends. Um, they're, they were all essentially kind of paired off. At least two couples were um, of six friends. And the one couple, <laughs> the bride left the man at the altar and so essentially the show is about how these friends are still this friend group in the midst of all that drama and it has my boy damon williams jr in it <laughs> and a lot of amazing other actors and highly recommend and it's it i don't know if we got the ending we needed because abc canceled it boo <laughs> but anyway and there it must be a theme because my second hidden gem this week <sighs> the Baker, the Beauty and the Baker. 
It is an ABC sitcom again. Sorry, girl. Sorry, girl. And ABC canceled it again. After one season. Girl, it was so good. It was so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the ratings weren't there in broadcast, but it was in Netflix's top 10 for a little bit. Because it's a good show. Mm -hmm. It is a good show. And so basically... Isn't it? It's an Israeli show, I think, that got adapted for america yes, isn't there, is it, yeah to your point it was remade for america of highlighting um the latina community specifically in i believe miami yep and yeah and then the lead actress is australian she's australian and she is gorgeous <laughs> gorgeous i but, loved her on dynasty for the time she was on that show oh i never watched the remake yep so basically with this show it is about, it's like the reverse of like, I'm going to be crazy and say Fifty Shades of Grey in the sense of, you know, <laughs> the, the woman's a mega successful person and the guy is from a humble, loving family, you know, rubbing two pennies together, so to speak. And it's he, Notting Hill. That's what it is for me. It's Notting Hill. Oh, yeah. It's Julia it's Roberts and, and Hugh Grant. And, yeah. Excellent point. And and he, and she falls for him and he gets wrapped up in the whirlwind of her celebrity and fame and wealth and everything like that. But I say uh, Fifty Shades of Grey because, you know, she's a regular girl and he's like this multi-millionaire CEO, whatever. And he, <laughs> he takes her on hell helicopter rides and all that. So that's where my mind was for that. Anyway, delightful show. It is a shame that ABC canceled it. Uh, again, it premiered last year and canceled it last year. So with the success on Netflix, Netflix, you want to pick this show up? It'll be worth it. They tried to petition, so we'll see what happens. And that's that's all I have this week. Okay. Any Either of the mamas have a hidden gem they want to share of anything they've watched and enjoyed? A podcast, and a anything. I, I do, I do. I can say there's a podcast called Recapping What. Hey! <laughs> Let me tell you, I mean, first of all, hot topics, hot topics are always on point, on time, and the movie recaps are hilarious. Everything is hilarious. It's perfect. I, I mean, I love it. I just love them. Oh, thank you. I have no words. Thank you for being <laughs> such so a sweet. loyal listener to our podcast. Yes. Not and because you're my daughter. If you weren't my daughter, I'm telling you, this is just good stuff. This is just good stuff. Oh, that's so sweet. I know my mom is being silent, but I know my mom is ride or die since day one as well. Day one with uh, wonderful feedback. Thank you so much, Mama K, yes. for that. And Mama B. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know if you all join you, so we appreciate that. Of course. I know if you had a, a hit a hidden gem mom, it'd be grownish because we literally watched most of the first, <laughs> second, and third season of Grownish mm-hmm. while she was in town. So uh, if you guys are not watching Grownish, catch up because the love Ooh. stories are about to get real interesting here uh, as we get back from their mid-season finale as well. Ooh. So that's all I got moms it has been an amazing pleasure to have you on this podcast thank you guys so much thank you I'm so glad we did this belated happy mother's day to our moms to all the moms out there listening you guys are the goats of life don't ever let anybody tell y'all any difference (laughs) absolutely (laughs) love it 
All right, guys. Well, we'll try not to go two weeks without talking to you because I know it was a while for us. So we'll see you next time. Love you guys so much. Appreciate you. you. My pleasure. Love you. Bye-bye.